This is the Final Whistle podcast from the Wrexham AFC media team. The final score, Wrexham 3, Scunthorpe United 1. I'm Mark Griffiths from Wrexham AFC and I'm terribly sorry that this is rather later than usual. I have a, a reason, not an excuse. I recorded this 24 hours ago and only realised when it was too late that I hadn't actually activated the microphone. So if anybody wants me to post a nice 10-minute video of me with no audio, which I think is the best way to consume what I do, then, hey, I've got it. Anyway, back to business. This was a, a, a win. It was a weird game in some respects, and quite understandably so, as Wrexham heavily rotated nine changes from the last match and played a Scunthorpe United side who turned up, what was it, 15 minutes after the scheduled kickoff. The game started 45 minutes late. There is no excuse for that, but I'll leave it there. And yeah, Rexham's backup team was certainly good enough uh, to do for them. Although it's got to be said that there was that unusual sense, certainly something I haven't felt this season, and I'm including the Eastley game in that, a home game where there was some sense of jeopardy, some sense that, hey, maybe we won't get the goals. Not a comment uh, or negative comment on any of the players or the selections, simply the fact that there was a, a, a slight disjointedness about it all caused by the fact that this is not a unit that plays regularly together. This is not a unit which, which works on all those regular passes and movements as naturally because, uh, you know, it was a rotation. But Phil Parkinson correctly banked that it had plenty of quality in it and enough to see off a Scunthorpe side that are in a horrible run of form. Having said that, Scunthorpe had a decent enough start. They were pressing really, really hard in Wrexham's half and they were trying to funnel us out to the flanks. They were very narrow, I thought, in their structure in the first half at least. And the first decent effort on goal was a goal to Scunthorpe in the eighth minute. Something of a shock for Wrexham. It's got to be said, it led from an error by Harry Lennon. Now, let's not forget, Lennon's last game was last January. The guy's had an awful time with injuries. He's a genuinely talented player and it'd be brilliant to see us get him up and running fully. It would be remarkable if he wasn't a little bit rusty. On this occasion, he got caught in possession by Apter, who was by far and away Scunthorpe's best player, and he burst into the box for squaring for Lavery, who had the easiest of finishes. And Scunthorpe were ahead. Wrexham did respond, though and started to put pressure on. At first, like I said, there wasn't that sense of inevitability about an equaliser, but Wrexham did start to build up, build up, and uh, cause Scunthorpe to start worrying and panicking and dropping a bit deeper. Uh, the wing-backs, Jacob Mendy and Reese Hall-Johnson, were terrific. Like I said, I think Scunthorpe were looking to funnel us down the sides and then lay traps there. Mendy and Hall-Johnson were trap-resistant and were both outstanding, and they were the common thread in the opportunities that were being made as Wrexham started to turn the screw. Firstly, a sloppy switch by the left-sided defender Daniel picked out Mendy on the left flank. He drilled in a good ball to Bickerstaff in the D, and he spanned superbly, but then mishit his shot and pulled it horribly off target. He was furious with himself, but he ought to have been pleased with himself by the end of the evening because Bickerstaff put in a very impressive performance. More of that later on. A couple of minutes later, Wrexham again 
creating a chance. Tom O'Connor's corner was cleared, but O'Connor then combined with the debutante Cannon, who popped the ball inside nicely to Hall Johnson on the corner of the box. He drove the ball into the goal mouth, and Sam Dolby headed over. In all honesty, an extremely difficult header for Dolby. The ball was driven in at speed. Dolby had to dive away from goal and try to divert it goalwards. It would have been a remarkable effort just to put it on target, I think, to be fair. And then again, a couple more minutes later, Hall Johnson fizzing another good ball in to Bickerstaff, who was really bossing that area around the D. And he laid it off to Dolby. Dolby, from the right channel, had half a chance, but it was a, a strike too close to keep, but a simple save for the 17-year-old goalkeeper, Foster, who would play a major part in the second half. Wrexham kept pushing, were patient, Mendy picking her up on the left-hand side and going on an excellent run, driving inside, and then with his weaker right foot, he took a shot from about 25 yards, was whistled just over the bar, before in the 33rd minute, Wrexham got their reward. And it was a nice bit of interplay as... Cannon was picked out and popped a nice first-time pass to Bickerstaff. It was a nice first-time pass. You could see Cannon's awareness of what was around him. His spatial awareness was great. Bickerstaff still needed a good touch to tame it, though, and then did beautifully, cutting into the box from the left, going past one man, and then using the next defender as his guide to A, block the keeper's view of the shot so he didn't see it early, and B, bend his shot around the defender and inside the far post. A lovely finish from Bickerstaff and a just reward for an excellent first half by him. And Rex then pushed on, trying to take the lead. Mendy again, working the ball out wide and starting a breakaway. Bickerstaff bursting at speed down the left-hand side before feeding a ball in for Dolby. The keeper did well to rush off his line and get there ahead of the striker. And there was one final opportunity when O'Connor teased in a nasty free kick into the edge of the six-yard box. Tunnycliffe lunging at full stretch, couldn't control his header. Lennon coming in behind might have had a better chance if Tunnycliffe had left it, but you know, once you identify a chance to win a free header on the edge of the six-yard box, you've got to commit to it. And so it came to nothing. Now, <coughs> I say about the team not looking as fluent as normal, that undoubtedly was true. There were a couple of key factors just to identify in that. One of them, four of these players had not played all season. And a fifth, Cannon, was making his debut for us. So this really was a very unfamiliar lineup. Also, the pitch was superb. I mean, Paul Chalner and his team would work brilliantly on it. It looked magnificent. I think it was a little bit sticky. Totally understandably. I mean, what that pitch has been through over the last fortnight or so. The heavy frost being undercover, I mean, it is brilliant to get the pitch looking as good as that. But it was a little bit slowish as well. And I think that, that also, in a, a small degree, added to that sense that Wrexham were looking better, we were on top of the game, but were struggling to quite zip the ball around as well as we often do. The second half was a bit more like that, actually. There was quite a lot of sort of moribund sideways passing by both teams, as they tried to move the ball about. Scunthorpe now weren't pressing so high. A bit of energy had gone out of their game. They were dropping a bit deeper, and Wrexham were finding it hard to shift the ball around the sides of them. In fact, they had the first chance of the second half, a three-on-two breakaway. Lavery feeding the ball wide uh, to Apter, but his shot went over the bar from about 15 yards in the right channel. <coughs> Wrexham responded by bringing on Lee for Cannon in the 64th minute, and immediately things started to happen. Lee was excellent. He was a real catalyst. 
And it was quite interesting, that point about the pitch, just maybe lacking a tiny bit of pace, just being a little bit sticky. Lee was punching some of his passes because he you could see he wanted to get them moving quickly and he was succeeding in doing so. But sometimes you could see he felt he just had to put a little bit extra on it just to really punch it into the feet of players. And there were two obvious examples of that, one of which led to a goal when he drove the ball into Hall Johnson who'd made an intelligent movement inside to get to the edge of the area. But James Jones, actually, who put in a very solid chef on the midfield, was the first one to go close after Lee's introduction. Just one minute after his introduction, in fact, Jones bursting into the box on the left channel, hitting the goal line, and then driving in a shot from a tight angle, which the keeper parries and managed to pounce on in a crowded six-yard box before anybody could get to it. Two minutes later, Hall Johnson drove in from the right flank, got in the box, a brilliant shimmy getting past his man, and then he took on another... And as he was trying to get past him, Shrimpton, the first man he'd beaten, leaned across and made a challenge. Hall Johnson went down. He was furious that the referee didn't give a penalty. I've got to be honest, in real time, I thought it didn't look much like a penalty to me. Now I've looked at the replays, I'm still not convinced, but it's a better shout than I thought. Shrimpton comes in and steps across Hall Johnson, definitely. I think Hall Johnson sees he's done that and, you know, I'm not saying initiates the contact, but doesn't do anything to evade him. I think that's a reasonable way of putting it. So is that a penalty? It's certainly a naive challenge, but the referee decided not to see it as a penalty. And actually, Scunthorpe could have taken the lead immediately because, as Wrexham complained, they broke down the middle of the pitch again, Apter in the centre of things, bringing a bit of spark to their play. He fed the ball out wide to Lavery in the right channel, and he drove a good shot across Leinton, but he got down really well to save to his right and hold on to it. And it was an important save as well, because two minutes later, Wrexham were ahead. He is the first of those driven passes by Lee, really punching it into the, the D. Hall Johnson, taking up a central position, drove in a shot, which took a deflection and flew high in the air. And the poor keeper came charging out, hideously misjudged it, dropped it onto a defender's shoulder, and it bounced back towards the open goal. Hall Johnson was very alert, almost preternaturally so, to uh, get forwards and, and follow his shot in, ran past the keeper and tapped it into the empty net to mark a very impressive return to the first team with a goal. The keeper was furious. I have no idea why. There was, wasn't the slightest hint of a foul. He came into the crowd, but there were no excellent players near him. He just misjudged it badly. He, he collided with the centre-back, but I think it was after he dropped it. The closest Wrexham player, uh, Dolby, was, you know scrapping with the centre-back to get there, but certainly wasn't fouling him. The, the best you could say was he leaned his arm on him a little bit, but not in any sort of sudden movement. Never a foul, and Wrexham were ahead. Then came another of those passes by Lee. A good break by Wrexham. Lee again punching the ball into the D. Hull Johnson again making that, taking up that narrow position, and this time helping it on to Cluith on the overlap. Just slightly overhit the pass, but Cluith did well sprinting onto it to hook his foot round it and hit it on target. See, easy enough save for the keeper, but Cluith did ever so well to get a bit of power on that shot as he stretched. If Hull Johnson had just taken a little bit off it, Cluith may well have had a real chance to score. And Wrexham looked in complete control, but Scunthorpe started to come back at them. Now, at first, there was no real hint of danger, in all honesty. Wrexham had a little bit less of the ball. Mundy, having had an excellent return to the first team, was given the break, and McElind came on for him. But suddenly, in the 85th minute, Scunthorpe carved out a chance. 
a ball played into the box. Oh, Johnson looked favourite for it, but somehow Daniel got there first. Daniel then had a real opportunity on the edge of the six-yard box. Luckily for Wrexham, he's a big defender. And he, looked, he, he handled the situation thus. He decided to try and cut inside to get a better angle on his right foot. Took his time with it, and then when he finally hit the shot, Tunnicliffe had got across and got the block on, and Wrexham got it clear. I think the reason he got there ahead of Hall Johnson was that Hall Johnson, uh, in trying to sprint across, had a bit of cramp. He got some treatment, and he had to go off two minutes later, replaced by Anthony Ford. And, a couple, and almost immediately after that, there was another opportunity across from the left-hand side. Lennon went into Hedis, maybe should have volleyed it away, headed it into the ground, so it came at him quite low. Tunnicliffe with no real chance to get any distance on the header because it was dropping down, having hit the ground, dropping down, he had no chance to get much leverage on it, could only head it towards the penalty spot, and Hallam, the substitute, lashed it over. I mean, it was a clear sight of goal, but it was a difficult chance because he was running onto it with his back to goal and had to pivot to hit it and he was stretching as well so a, a difficult chance although he was in space in the box <coughs> Wrexham having had that little shock started to go forwards again and in the second minute of added time got the third goal which meant it was a fair reflection of how the game went magic from Elliot Lee a throw in McAlindon takes it you think Lee's going to go to the corner flag instead he suddenly turns out dribbles beautifully into the box, beats his man, carries it onto his right foot and then pulls a shot, which, to be honest, the keeper should have saved. It was pretty close to him and he let it underneath him. But who cares? Elliot Lee, again, lighting up the race course with some lovely individual skill. Uh, sixth goal of the season and he hasn't started, uh, you know, about a third at least of the games, if not a little bit more. Good stuff, that. So Wrexham through comfortably without having to use too many of the players liable to start on Boxing Day. To look at the performances, well, like I said, a lot of players coming back from injury and a lot of credit to them is due. Uh, Linton, brilliant to see Rob Linton back in goal. And he basically had no chance with the goal and then made that very good save in the second half. That was all he had to do, really. So good work from him. The centre-backs. Well, I want to talk about Lennon first. Like I said, he did look a little rusty. He made that mistake for the first goal. Apter, like I said, was by far their best player, Scunthorpe. And he, the first time he went at him was the chance he made when he drove it over the bar. And he, I think, realised he had a chance maybe to take Lennon on and was trying to do that a lot. Lennon, a couple of times, did allow him a little bit too much space and he was able to go around the outside of him. Um, but Lennon grew into the game as it went on, made a couple of good interceptions as well. And like I said, you've got to be realistic. This guy's not played since January. It was all in all excellent to see him back on the pitch and really good to see that he was able to build himself into the game so credit to him in the center of defense um was tony cliff who was captain for the night and was was tony cliff solid you know that's totally reliable on the right hand side cluith was good didn't go forwards as much as normal <coughs> was solid defensively and did have that opportunity at the end so good return to the team I mean, Clueth hasn't played for a while either as has neither has Mendy who has been out injured for a while he was terrific down on the left hand side defensively he was strong and going forwards he was a massive threat as well he really had purpose about his play and wanted to take people on he looked like a man who was looking to make up for lost time as was Hall Johnson on the right. I loved the way he was coming inside and becoming a real goal threat. He had real presence. He made a couple of good defensive interventions, but his high starting points was, was a big part of Wrexham's attacking play, and Hall Johnson was terrific. In midfield, 
Tom O'Connor anchoring it was moving the ball around beautifully. So calm on the ball, really starting now. He's getting a little bit of continuity at last to see those qualities that, that inspired Phil Parkinson to bring him in. Alongside him with debutants, Andy Cannon was, he could again, you could see what we, we see in him. I think it's quite a tricky game in a way to have a debut in where you're maybe slightly slowish pitch and, and different players to maybe who you might expect to play alongside on, if he's starting the boxing day. But he moved the ball around nicely, had good vision, playing with his head up, trying to pop into little positions, finding a bit of space. I feel that when we got him fully up to speed, he and Elliot Lee could have some nice little combinations. And then James Jones was James Jones. I mean, strong and, and reliable and dependable in midfield. He takes responsibility, he drives play forwards and just gave his usual typical James Jones effort. Up front, Dolby didn't get very far in the first half. But kept persisting and in the second half won a lot of headers and, and was combining nicely with Bickerstaff. And Bickerstaff was terrific. He did ever so well. His hold-up play was excellent. He loved having the ball driven into him. It's quite easy for us, surprisingly maybe, considering the scrum thought were quite narrow at times, how easy it was for us to, to open up the passing lanes to Bickerstaff and drive balls to his feet and everything stuck. He held off the big centre-backs comfortably. He took his goal really well. And for me... He looked like he stepped on a level since he last had the chance in the first team. That was a really good sign. He's had a couple of spells on loan since he last featured under Dean Keats. And he looks like he's developed a bit. That was good news. And alongside him, I'm sorry, I said Sam Dolby, didn't I? Off the bench, like I said, Lee came on and showed his class. Matt Linden was solid enough as well. Ford had no time to influence anything. So Rexham through to an away tie against Altrincham. And again, I think the key thing we take from this is that Phil Parks in the summer wanted to really build up the strength and depth and quality and depth of the squad. And as you can see in this match, he most definitely has. So very satisfactory outcome for Wrexham. Remember to watch out for all the usual stuff, of course, whether it be a game on Boxing Day. So we'll have all the usual good stuff coming your way. Uh, podcasts, highlights, all that stuff. But with a final score... Of Wrexham Freeze, Scunthorpe United 1. I'm Mark Griffiths from Wrexham AFC. This is the final whistle podcast from the Wrexham AFC media team.